Sure, you had the cart, right? The TV cart with the VCR. Oh, you always knew it was movie day, like when the teacher was hungover Mm -hmm. or like whatever. I've been that teacher. I bet. Happy drink, Andy. Happy drink. Welcome. And this is, it look, visually looks like a very happy drink. It is. It's a green drink. Um, Welcome to episode 66 of Homebound Happy Hour. The podcast that... Where I make drinks and then I drink them for you. <laughs> and we talk about things. Uh-huh. May or may not be of interest to you. So, this I did something a little, um, not different. I make this every day at work. Um, some of you may or may not remember that I helped develop the drink menu at my bar that I work. So, um, this is one of those drinks. It's basically a a riff on the bee's knees with basil, and it's pretty. And green. It's called the bee's elbows. It's called Bee My Baby. Ah. Because all the all the drinks on the menu are after songs by women. And Bee My Baby is by the Ronettes. That's cool. Yeah, I remember that song. It's in Dirty Dancing. Oh. I had that soundtrack when I was a kid. I loved it. Yeah, I think, uh, I think a lot of people did. It was a very popular soundtrack. Yeah, so um, the only difference is here at home, um, one, I use a different gin. So at work, we use Sipsmith gin, which is um, like a more like herb kind of, it's like a sweeter tasting, like herby gin. Um, Mm -hmm. And whereas I used like a dry gin today. And then um, I also used artificial honey instead of real honey at home because I don't have real honey. <laughs> made by artificial bees? It's made by artificial bees, yeah. Uh, like those little drone drone bees? Uh-huh. <laughs> like tracker jackers? Yeah. In the Hunger Games? Yeah. Hey, yo. Full See? circle. Full circle. Although we didn't... <laughs> we haven't we mentioned start, it yet. <laughs> we didn't start the circle. <laughs> uh, but... That's a that's an exciting preview of things to come. I, I finally sit down and watch the the Hunger Games. The Hungry Games. The Hungry Games, that's right. Brought to you <laughs> by Hungry Man. Right. Um But I don't think this movie would be sponsored by Hungry Man because you know. There's a heroine. A heroine? Yeah. Katniss Everdeen. So, I mean that you know that I don't even know if they still make Hungry Man. Is that even still a brand? I think so. Is it made by Swanson's, or is it that sounds right? Brand? How do you know these things? I don't know because I've had, I've had a Hungry Man. I remember having that like when I was a kid, maybe. Yeah, like, like the fried chicken fried or something. Chicken, yeah. yeah, with um, usually had what like mashed potatoes and. Mm-hmm. Like corn, peas and carrots, or corn, and yeah, uh, and like a brownie. Or yeah, what was the last thing? I said applesauce. Oh, it was like this little pocket of or like a it's like hot molten lava is what it was because yeah. like you you know you you <laughs> for those of you that home at home that are not familiar with actual TV dinners uh, are similar to your frozen entrees that you have uh, these days except um, you actually had to do them in the oven because microwaves weren't as prevalent so they they were made of all foil um the hottest substance to touch and or handle like during and after cooking in the oven so you would um you know set your oven pull out your tray pop it in there but you would i don't remember if it was the applesauce part that you cut so it was open yeah, that sounds right. Like the, it's like pump, it's like apple pie filling. I almost said pretty pumpkin, much. Yeah, I almost said pumpkin pie when I was literally talking about. Well, yeah, apple well pie. they had those hot apples, but um, 
Yeah, it was pretty much just hot mm, fruit. Hot like, apples. Sc- scalding hot fruit. You remember? Okay, I don't know if this was just like a me thing, but like there was a time when I would microwave an actual apple or put an actual apple in the oven with like cinnamon sugar and then just like eat it off the core. That sounds like a great idea. Um, I think that was more like we were poor and it was like, oh, you know, yeah. poor people dessert. Well, we used to... um. You know, especially when my mom had to go back to work, um, there there usually wasn't a, a capable adult of uh, of cooking mm. uh, like lunch, especially during the summer or after school snacks. So she started teaching me how to make some essentials, and and uh, you know, I I improvised. Um, we would do they they used to make this jar sauce uh, called Pizza Quick. Oh, and uh, it was. I don't know how it differed from any other jar of tomato sauce, you know, like marinara sauce mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just, it was, you know, I guess it was called pizza quick formulated for pizza. Um, and you were supposed to like use your own bread. So of course the commercials had like a nice looking piece of French bread that you poured the sauce and you could put whatever topping oh, you like want. A, and you, like a Stover's French bread pizza. Yeah. So it's just like make your own pizza. But I mean, of course we didn't, we didn't really have any of that fancy bread, so we would just do it on on white sandwich bread. Wonder bread, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with whatever Off cheese my mom, bread. my mom had, which would be like the, you know, the cheddar or the Colby Jet, whatever, that you get the big brick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was, that was popular. And then I learned, and then I learned how to make macaroni and cheese in the microwave. Oh, in the microwave. Yeah. I always made stuff on the stove. It's not that we didn't have a microwave. I just, I don't know. That's just. I think my mom. I was like a big ramen eater. Yeah. I remember doing that too. I think my mom just was afraid I was going to burn myself, Hmm. which is probably still a concern or fear of hers now because, you know, I I do that. you're the youngest. (laughs) (laughs) But I also do that and play with knives in the kitchen. Yeah, I don't think we've told the listeners about no. that. <laughs> the, the ten, it's it's not a th- there's nothing. I mean, it's just the ten do's and one hundred don'ts of nice safety. Yeah, don't do what Donnie don't does. Wow, <laughs> Simpsons. Isn't it always? Mm-hmm. So what what other things would you cook for yourself? Um. Well, I mean, there was always uh, the sandwich, you know, the mm-hmm. PB and J. That's what I had for lunch today. You know, I don't, I don't know if you call that cooking, right? Maybe preparing. Uh, yeah, the the ramen. Um, would also do like you know when my mom would make her own tortillas, like flour tortillas. Just grab one of those and butter heat it up a little bit of butter. Yeah. Um, um, and, uh, every once in a while, like sandwich meat, but we didn't really have, like it was bologna, you know, we didn't really have like fancy. Oh yeah. My dad used to make fried bologna all car- the time. Carving board, carving board, turkey, hmm. you know, boar's head, all that. Yeah. Yeah. That was That's fancy. rich people stuff. Right. Um, I would have that at other people's homes. Mm-hmm. Not, not often at my house. My dad was also a fan of uh, Vienna sausages. So Vienna sausage sandwich. My stepsister liked those. Oh, and hot dogs. I can microwave hot dogs. We did that too. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't cook a lot of like meat and stuff growing up, but I did eat hot dogs. But um I would also like one of the go-to like things I would make for myself mm-hmm. would be the dip. Oh, yeah. We've, we've enjoyed that. So the dip is like a family thing on my mom's side where like my aunts and my mom would make this dip again. It was like poor people stuff like um, it's like a cream cheese based Mm -hmm. dip and then my mom would put like a little milk in it to thin it out. Mm. But I upped the ante and I did sour cream instead of milk and then you would dip it with um i mean it's so simple my mom used to put like onions in it sometimes but i don't like onions so 
I got my own bowl of dip. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you do like pretzels, like salted pretzels, hard pretzels, or just plain potato chips. I've done that with, uh, I want to say those same two ingredients, but just you get uh, like an envelope of the of the ranch mm-hmm. mix, like in the spice aisle. You know, they have the little. Oh, I'm sauces. familiar. And just dump that in there and you got yourself quite a dip there. Interestingly enough, so I don't care for onions, as I previously mentioned, mm-hmm. um, but I do like French onion dip. Mm. So like that with sour cream. Yeah. That I was down with. Uh, or the or the one in the jar, but it's like the texture is a little off putting on that one. Well, we didn't <clears throat> we didn't always have like a um, <clears throat> a variety collection of chips. It was usually just one. Like you know, they they would get one bag of a certain chip and kind of mix it up. But you know, there'd be leftovers. So it was like, well, am I gonna am I gonna use the Fritos or? There's like a quarter bag of stale Cheetos that I could use. And that's what we had that week. I think like the most adventurous my chips ever got were like when I would go to the bar where my parents worked. Mm-hmm. Because they had like the chip tree or whatever. And you could, I I would get stuff there. But then they wouldn't be things we'd keep in the house. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we didn't often have chips and stuff like that. We didn't like have like a lot of snack yeah. foods. And I don't um, remember them being like those ginormous size bags. They're just yeah, the you know, family size or whatever. My dad would grab a couple of them for his lunch, and mm-hmm. grab me a couple for my lunch, and so and tor- and tostadas, what they call or tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. Um, when the first time I saw Pringles, like a commercial form, I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" Once you pop, why are they in a can? Like a tennis ball can. I don't know yeah. why. No, and I think, I forget which comedian, <laughs> but somebody said like, oh, there was like a, a mistake in the shipment or something and they got a bunch of tennis ball cans. <laughs> so they're like, just roll with it, Dave. Or, <laughs> you know. Do you do a shipping error? <laughs> yeah. And now we pass the savings on to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, a comedian, I think, did say that. I just forget which one. It sounds like a Mitch Hedberg thing. <laughs> yeah may he r.i.p mitch hedberg was one of my favorites that was a funny man mm-hmm. yeah you... I, qu- I quote him a lot <laughs> i think uh i didn't realize like it's his reach i think because i hear a lot of like you can tell when you hear either uh, obviously when a his jokes but or a Mitch Hedberg style or inspired joke because it has that it's a combination of just the the dry and his like way of speaking too yeah yeah but yeah and that's what I was gonna say like the the timing and the you know just the way that it's constructed Mm because you know one-liners are are actually very difficult I think to to constantly get laughs because probably like choosing the right words the one i always go to is um (laughs) i went to the store to get a candle holder but they didn't have any so i just got a cake (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking about the uh the baked potato one (laughs) oh yeah you never know when you might want a baked potato So just put one in just in case, like that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like, it just, takes eight hours to cook. I'll just put one in the oven because. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Or <laughs> I can't think of a time when I might need an occasion when I might need a receipt for a donut. Like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Do you want a receipt? And then, oh, and then someone put a donut receipt on his grave. That's like, I know it was sad, but <laughs> it's like a cute nod. Um. There's also, like, the, I don't have a girlfriend, but I know someone who'd be really mad if she heard me say that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. Yeah, he's so good. Uh, Yeah. I want to watch that now. I know. Check it out if you you haven't had a chance. Yeah, so, um, the, like, there's a bunch of them on, like, Comedy Central Presents, Mm -hmm. like, half-hour bits by him. And then, like, you know, the ones that we just did, but, like, him so better. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> done, done appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> Not hacky like us. Right. Speaking of hackies. Hackies. I think that sound, that hell, that uh, police helicopter circling overhead means it's time for another drink. Yeah, I think so. Time for a breaky break. In sixth grade, my teacher showed us a league of their own. No. Oh. And it was highly inappropriate to be showing at school. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember specifically, like, all the curse words and then, like, one of the characters says, like, tickle my pickle or something like that. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, you know. But incidentally, I had run into teacher, which is weird when you see teacher outside of school. I had run into teacher when I was at the movie seeing that. Oh. That's a fun little yeah. coincidence. Isn't it? Yeah. But we, we watched that in class. Um, I mean, we watched a lot of things and we had to- grades and all, but. We had to um, get videos. Of, so if we're going to show a video, we had to have uh, the principal or assistant principal that was assigned to appraise us. Oh, they had us. to approve it. Yeah. And so we had to, the title, like what, mm-hmm. what is it about, how it connected to the lesson and like what standard it was. So it was pretty much education related videos. So yeah. it was like a National Geographic or something like that. Yeah. I think we watched in like science class, we watched stuff like that. And or they had like, to. You know, the kids had to do something. So you either had to give them something that, you know, they had to, like, fill out as they were watching it or. Is Call of the Wild, um, like, where he has, like, a wolf buddy? I think the book. Yeah. There's a movie, too. Jack London. Yeah. Yeah. So we watched that also. Mm. I. So I was like such a smart ass in school, but I had a teacher that really appreciated it. Uh. And so my essay for Call of the Wild was about how many different ways you can prepare and eat mice <laughs> because he does that in the book and yeah. the film. He eats mice to survive. Yeah. Do so I did like the Bubba Gump shrimp shit uh-huh. and I was like boiled mouse, mouse scampi, you know, like that kind of shit. Like. <laughs> Yeah, whatever yeah. you know but my whole essay was about like different ways that you can cook and eat mice um and i got an a because <laughs> right. he appreci- well, he appreciated my smart that's ass creative shit. yeah i mean that's ingenious he um the new applebee's same teacher would like have um rodent roundup menu rodent round only at applebee's <laughs> now with tails <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Same teacher would have like a like a Dropbox where you could ask questions, mm-hmm. and they were always highly inappropriate. Oh yeah, yeah. We were supposed to do that because that part of in the school district I taught, the science teachers were also responsible for teaching the last. It was the last grading period unit on what they call the making healthy choices, which is the the sex ed curriculum. Um. And it was affectionately referred to as the tub of sex because the materials literally came in a, like a plastic bin or tub. Hmm. Uh, and <laughs> it was like the most outdated. I mean, they'd been using this stuff for at least a decade. So there was stuff missing. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just gone to shit. And just these, you know, old crappy videos, um, and, you know, these, these activities and, just just terrible stuff like it's kind of like how um like you know those old like 50 shorts short videos yeah that's like your growing bodies right boys and girls you might be noticing some changes mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff i um i very just hey timmy <laughs> this is the milkman I remember specifically that like AIDS awareness was taught in my sex ed in, um, I want to say it was like sixth grade. Yeah. California, they weren't doing that in Texas. In fact, the, um, they're probably still not. Well, the school I did my student teaching at, uh, the social studies teacher brought in a speaker because they were doing, so social studies is world, world cultures. So there's a, a whole unit on 
Africa, on the continent of Africa and, and cultures and all that stuff, and they get into that. So um, they got into uh, talking about the the AIDS crisis and the epidemic there and how it affected that. So she had a guest speaker that she didn't get approved from Planned Parenthood come in and talk about HIV and AIDS. Um, and that, that apparently was, you know, whatever. Um, uh, but it was because that person handed out literature, i.e. like pamphlets or something that mm. described, um, ways that HIV could be transmitted. So it talked about certain types of sex acts. And so they fired her for that. Oh my God. They yeah. fired her. Yeah. She got fired. Wow. Fucking Texas. I know. I mean, you know, I'm like probably really good information for them to have. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, and that was what 90, how old am I? Like late nineties, early, uh, yeah, you know, it was like early two thousands. So it was like right around 2000. So, I mean, 20 years ago, but still, I mean, other places were, were a little more forward thinking, but now we can't even get people to agree to wear fucking masks. So, right. No, absolutely. It's Jesus wanted you to wear a condom. I don't know. He wouldn't make it feel no. <laughs> um, whoops. Uh, well, the Bible is very, very sexy though. It is. We're gonna get into torture porn. Well, on that note, <laughs> you're right. Uh, we're due. Uh, so we didn't actually get a refill last time we took a break. No. So we're due for a refill now. So let's. Let's do it. Hey, we got refills. We have, how about that? A refill. Um, if only more places were refill oriented on on drinks. That was the sound of our tumblers <laughs> clinking. Um, I don't remember. There's always. It's been a while, but um. Like I remember living in Austin, going out to a place that did not have free soft drink refills. Um, and like at that time, it wasn't that long ago, but I mean, that, that pretty much just started to be kind of customary, right? I Everything has free soft drink refills, except yeah. like theme parks. Yeah. So this was like mid, mid 90s, I want to say. Uh, and it was, it was a restaurant, you know, it wasn't, wasn't anything fancy, but... Um, my friend took me there for lunch and we went and I had, you know, a Coke, whatever. And then maybe had a, a refill or maybe right. a couple of refills. And then when we got the bill, um, what he was like, hell? yeah. And then, uh, the server, like, I guess he didn't respond too kindly. And then as, as we were leaving, he probably like left, left him a shitty tip or something like that. And uh, the surfer called out to him and was like, hey, next time you all might want to try the Taco Bell. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was thinking, uh, we were talking about teaching and it, it kind of, it kind of segues into some stuff that we, we were going to talk about this week, but I've I've alluded to my teaching career and to teachers in general before, and and it's it, like lots of other professions. It's it's a whole culture in and of its own. I mean, you have so many different types of people, but like other parts of you know the world that we live in, you have your celebrities and your mo- mostly your social media celebrities and influencers. Such is also the case for for educators. Like there's you know, teachers out there that have like a hundred thousand followers and you know, they're usually like these like cool hip. I did a rap song about math. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then they, you know, they say things like, you know, I teach I do, with a ukulele. Yeah, I do. I give, uh, every one of my students has their own handshake that they make up and I do it every morning. See how cool I am. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that these aren't great ideas, but a lot of times, yeah, it's just, 
it's a lot of self-promotion and what do you look call, how you awesome call them edgy celebrities i call them edgy celebrities but someone on twitter uh focused in on that a little bit and referred to them as edgy dudes because mm. it's usually it's usually dudes yeah it's usually yeah. white dudes um but it got me thinking that they kind of as a way of of giving accolades to their peers uh, or even to other students, like teachers ca- can be a little um, outdated in maybe their use of slang terms or just, just descriptors to talk about things and to try to make them sound cool or, or Isn't like that it's why a good you don't like the term fam bam <laughs> it's because of all the teachers you know that say fam bam and a lot of people say that not just teachers yeah. um but you know there so i work i work well, i've worked in um in the area of like technology training and stuff like that for teachers so i've seen um people call call the other people that you know what we do like some something when has a cooler name like tech ninja or tech superstar or superstar teachers but i've also seen a lot of use of the word rock star you know and 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 teachers love to use that oh my god you guys rock so much and and it's such a rock star teacher and everything's about you know this rocks or that rocks and alluding to you know rock star and i was just thinking i'm like that's not always the best um, <laughs> model of uh, of like a model citizen or a person because like do you, we know what rock stars actual rock stars have done? I mean, watch there's that. There's not a lot of wholesome ones. Right? <laughs> watch that. Uh, what was it? The is it the Motley Crue documentary or oh jeez? You know, just look at any of those rock star bands. I don't think from it's a documentary. 80s. I think it's um, a like a a movie, but. Yeah, um, unless you know, sure. <laughs> unless you're trying to emulate that behavior, it's a, I, you know, it's just obviously that's not what they mean, but it's always made me kind of crack a smile whenever I hear something like that. You you um, have said before, like by the time the slang reaches the teachers, you know, it's not cool anymore. Oh yeah, they're, but they're still saying you go girl, right? And uh, girls rule and boys drool. Yeah, someone said that at work the other day. I was cracking up. It's like, oh my god, what are you, my mom? Well, there's this uh, something that went around today. This this white woman teacher was trying to make a cute TikTok video about uh, Gen Z teachers, but she was using um, a lot of slang terms that are actually part of um, African American like black vernacular. You know, words like yeet and things like that. Mm. Uh, and you know, rightly so. I mean, he was getting called out because she was trying to just, you know, make this be funny or be cute. And it's like you're appropriating this culture, um, and using, you know, using words. But I mean, people have been doing that every time they, you know, use like terms from hip hop culture from the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, So, um, and not just that, but also from, from other marginalized groups. So, um, but writing notes, don't do that. Right. Don't <laughs> like maybe. Um, and it's always, I don't know, like again, like the detractors and the, and the people that defend that are going to go back on the whole, like, well, they didn't know. And they're just singing along to a song. Yeah. And you need to lighten up and Mm -hmm. yeah, all that, all that shit. You're a fucking snowflake. um, But speaking of actual rock stars and how shitty um, they can be, I mean, (laughs) speaking of documentaries and it's just kind of, so there is a documentary uh, that that's on HBO. I think it's part of a series, but this particular one is about, well, Woodstock 99. Hmm. Uh, the festival and I remember that happening. I don't know, you know, like we're we're just getting back into trying to do like festivals, events, gatherings, and I mean they're they're 
The Crossfest is happening soon, which is yeah. the festival that was the original super spreader event in San Diego, which I worked right at the beginning of COVID. Right. And I don't I know. Like, remember that guy open mouth sneezed toward me and I was oh, like, God. what the fuck, dude? That's before we knew that COVID isn't sneezy. But. but so I think a lot of like how how brazen people have become in um in how they interact with and treat others, especially those that aren't like them, um, was kind of becoming a problem before COVID, but people have had 18 months to stew about the things that they hate and that they don't like. And, um, you know, this, this documentary talks about a time like 99, but I'm just, you know, I worry about a lot of these gatherings, not just from a health perspective, but also a, a safety. And I mean, you know, like shit gets out of hand way too easily. Was it like, was it actually Lollapalooza that happened in the Chicago area where it was like packed? Oh yeah. Was that because that was like in the last week I've just been seeing photos from that and it's like yeah. the, the one photo and it's just like a huge like stinking yeah. crowd of people. It looks it looks like CJ. You know, it looks like one of those uh, one of those like old war movies where it's like you know the like hundreds of thousands of soldiers are on there and they right. CGI all them and it's supposed to look you know mind blowingly massive. Yeah, uh, that's and then what it I like. know a couple of my coworkers were at a festival. Um, in the like northern Los Angeles area this past weekend, it was like EDM um, oh, right. festival. Like one was working, okay, and she had she came back with some stories. Um, one of my barbacks, and then the other barback, she of the three barbacks, um, she w- went up just like to to go to it. Okay, like to attend as a yeah yeah, and then like. She and her girlfriend went and they had like sober fun music time. They didn't mm-hmm. drink or anything when they were up there um, and stayed safe, obviously, like away from people. But um, but yeah, so festivals are happening. Yeah. Music stuff is happening. Stuff's being canceled, too, though. Yeah. Yeah. They're um... City Fest got postponed, mm-hmm. which is like a like our neighborhood like block party kind of thing every mm-hmm. year. Um, I know you know, but some of our listeners may not. Right. Um, City Fest is usually, it's kind of like a fair where they like close down a few streets mm-hmm. in our neighborhood, the gayborhood, and then like put up like tents, like food vendors mm-hmm. and artists and um, clothing. And it's like a big farmer's market, but more like a fair. Yeah. And then they have rides and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Lots of fried sugar bread. Lots of fried sugar bread. Lote was oh, one of the things we enjoyed one year. And they usually like slushies <laughs> and hot dogs and turkey legs and all that. Oh, and they have like uh, you know this, you know, like the the adult zone or the the drinking the corral or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, beer corner. There you go. <laughs> the alcohol corral. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, and they sell like cut waters there and yeah. stuff. The they're like canned seltzers. Or canned cocktails. Well, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, they don't, I guess some places don't, like, concerts, you couldn't take a can, the can, they would sell the cans, like the big ones, but you couldn't take them in there. You had to pour them into a cup, into the actual, like, seating venue, because, like, people get stupid at concerts and... Throw things. Like a fucking beer can. Oh, yeah. And speaking of or whatever, you know, bottles or or whatever. Um and I mean just I I don't know. That's just what it's tough enough like to get used to doing that, but again, like people have just been stewing in their in their own whatever hate juices. My only friend is juices. my cat. Yeah, so they're ready to come out and and you know, fuck something up. Yeah. Um, somebody was just commenting on a post of mine the other day talking about, um, well, there was an incident. Oh. Right. Um, I, I made a post about it. Um, and somebody else was saying, oh yeah, I fully saw like this guy in 
like Ocean Beach with like a swastika tattoo on his chest, just like hanging out, mm-hmm. like no shame, like not even trying to cover it up. Um. Yeah. So. I guess. Like you said, people are just stewing in their hate and like ready to come out and give it to everyone that they don't agree with. Right. Um, you know, this week has been has been difficult for a lot of reasons. I mean, they're they're um, the third August third was the two year anniversary of the the shooting at the Walmart in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Where I'm from, and so that was the Walmart your mom shops at mm-hmm. specifically all the time. And, and she was there the day before. Yeah, um, we were we were going on a trip we to planning, El Paso. Yeah, we were already going to go, and then the shooting happened. We we did not postpone our trip. We still went. Um, but you know, in preparation of our arrival, your mom had been doing errands and shopping and things, mm-hmm. so she had gone to Walmart a day early. Yeah, and I mean that's that's an example of. Like a person who drove literally from another part of Texas, like seven, eight hours to do this mm-hmm. to people in that specific location. And there is that, um, that country music festival shooting that, um, my coworker, yeah, my coworker was supposed to go to, mm. um, but didn't for whatever reason. And just, I mean, that was happening before, before all this. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to be, you know, pessimistic or, or, you know, living in fear, right? Like I am with everything else. Um, but so I don't know, say. like, I don't, I don't, I don't trust society. I don't trust people to, to be cool, you know? Well, I mean, I hate to beat this dead horse, but it's like, they were so empowered by their like, you know, mm-hmm. big orange leader. By their supreme leader. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That and they still the the other minions still make jokes about you know what's his name uh, the the minority leader McCarthy made a joke about how if the Republicans get the majority and he becomes speaker it'll be hard not to hit Nancy Pelosi with the gavel or something like that. Oh wow! Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's really funny to talk about abusing women. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Yeah. This weekend, I'd, I'd watched that Woodstock '99 documentary and didn't didn't know what to expect about it. I thought it was just going to be. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in you know, kind that. of kind of like you know, fire festival or whatever, and then. Um, oh, the fire fest. It, there's a lot going on here. Um, I mean, it is. It it's not. I don't want to. It's not about the music for fans of that music. Um, so they essentially talked about how obviously the original Woodstock was, you know, a peace and love festival, whatever. Then they did the Woodstock '94, which was more, you know, the grunge that coming oh, out Oh, that was here. like like violent femmes and like yeah pearl jam and the okay so i forgot that there were two in the 90s i forgot 94 and 99 and so 99 was uh like limp biscuit was yeah and so it was sort of the apex uh or the forefront of this like frat rock new metal yuck aggressive white dude stained cis white dude yeah um I mean, they talked about a lot of things like DMX performed uh, and to a mostly white crowd, but had everyone singing along with this song, you know, my N-word. And there was that. Uh, This was also the peak of the Girls Gone Wild culture. So there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of of young women just, you know, being being, you know, out and just, you know. Wild. Um, right. Uh, going wild. Um, but there were a couple of groups that did, or artists that did um, speak out, like, I guess, because the crowd was getting very... So they decided to have it 
part of it. Part of the problem is they decided to have the the concert or the festival at this mil- military base, abandoned military base, hmm. and so big wow, I don't open know field, any of this. hot as shit. Um, but then add all the concrete and stuff out there, um, like the by the end of the first day, like the Friday, you know, it was already a mess. Like the the porty potty situation. Uh, was just disgusting. There wasn't. They had these water tubs, and people were just getting in them and like bathing in them and stuff like that. So, wow. uh, they were charging like four dollars for bottled water, which you know is kind of the going rate nowadays. But you know, you had a lot of people like succumbing to dehydration, um, and then just starting to get more and more angry and angsty, Riled and so up. there's a lot of. Um, a lot of reports of of assault and you know and groping and and stuff like that and um, it was just really bad. I mean that even offspring against you know against my better assumption of who they are even mentioned during the concert there that that you know there's. There's been a, I've seen a lot of you guys out there like groping women. You better stop that shit and whatever. But I mean, they still continue to play. But um, they interviewed Moby, who was playing there, and he was like, "I this this was bad." He's like, "I I got there and I did my set, and uh, like it was awful." I mean, he's the one that described it as, you know, like this. What do you call it? Um, new metal. I can't even read what I wrote, but something about new metal and then rap frat boy or rape frat boy culture. Hmm. Moby said that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about like what Moby would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they had you know festival, the music festival going on. They had two stages and like opposite ends of the thing, and then they had like these all night DJ sets hmm. that were just going on. So it was just like nonstop. I'm gonna watch this when you're working and, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh i mean it's interesting um but i i had no idea that that this was as much of a shit show as as it was and it's really kind of angry but and then it's also like i'm sure this kind of shit goes on at you know a lot of music festivals mm-hmm. <laughs> just because it's a lot of you know a lot of again like aggressive drunk high kids especially dudes that feel like they're just in, you know, no consequence land because, you know, you're out with hundred thousand, hundred thousand other people and just all crammed in there. Anyway, um, I recommend watching that. Um, yeah, I, I intend to. And now a word from our sponsor. Right. Lollapalooza. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Or whatever. Yeah, right. We we don't got that Lollapalooza money. Yeah. Warp tour, maybe. Warp tour, maybe. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, so I noticed. You know, I follow. Like, we talk about comedy a lot. I follow a lot of comedians, and I noticed that, um, like, a lot of comedians are canceling their tours right now, mm-hmm. or delaying their tours, which is smart due to delta variant and everything and you know like last week i was sick you can kind of still hear it in my voice that um that i was not well Mm -hmm. um but you know thankfully it was just a cold and we talked about this like pretty you know um openly that um that i realized that i was being like less responsible mm-hmm. um, with my mask wearing than I should be, even though I'm vaccinated and um, <clears throat> that, you know, my, my company reinstated a policy of the staff wearing masks. Um, and I, today I was in the building by myself doing my like prep day and all that stuff, like making the syrups and the, batch things and cutting fruit and all that for the bar like getting us ready for the weekend and um you know i 
I will admit, like when I was alone, I didn't have it on my face at every moment. Mm-hmm. But um, but like even the second I would see somebody, even from like forty feet away, I would put it on. And like you know, when we got our liquor delivery and stuff, even though I was outside, I put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one thing that that I don't safe. I don't know that is really being understood, but I you know. Early on, a lot of people were talking about this herd immunity concept. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we just need to get to herd immunity, whether that's vaccination or otherwise. But what people are failing to realize is, well, first of all, we, we still only have like roughly 50% of Hang the... on. Jeez. Like, it sounds like they're in the house with us, even though... <laughs> They're walking across the street. That's a lot. Wine Wednesday for you or whatever. That, that reminds me of the the guys that I keep seeing making out against the wall. I did, again. I saw it today. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> Was the same guys today? When were we walking yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah. I know it didn't look so much as making out to me as it looked more like one guy holding up the other guy against the wall. With his face and neck, like because he was drunk, he was like trying to hold something him up. like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't been... know if it was the same two guys, but I saw the same exact thing during Pride when I was like coming home from work. Yeah, well, that so, I, you know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? People be sloppy. Yes. Oh, for sure. Like on my walk home from work during Pride, it was like nothing but pukers, just well, so many pukers. We might be seeing more of that because there's a, a new night spot that opened up literally around the corner from us. Oh, yeah. They have $5 wells. We should go check it out. Yeah. Like after this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not going to promote the bar or anything, but, you know. That's that's cheap on the cheap side. Yeah. Um, for our neighborhood, usually like the wells are at least $7. Mm-hmm. Because everything's gone and everything's gone. Everything's up too, gone so. up exponentially. My work, I think they're they're eight something. They're eight or nine, depending mm-hmm. on what you get, plus tax. Like Rumba. I mean that. I mean it is. That's what it costs. But, but your well stuff is a, is a little more upscale. Yeah. It's not like we're using Seagrams or something. Yeah, it's you not know, No offense brand. to Seagrams, but um, yeah, no, it's like better quality. <laughs> It's good. I was going to say Kirkland, but then I'm like, no, Kirkland's actually like a pretty decent. It's good. Brand. Yeah, it's all right. I didn't know like the other place that just now started serving drinks again. They have the Kirkland Prosecco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But um, yeah, so. Any anyways, um, that's your. Thing I should shouldn't, anyways shouldn't shouldn't have said that. Um, I guess let's let's talk about what we've been watching, other right, than so, the the Woodstock '99 documentary. So, uh, which by the way, what is it called? Uh, <laughs> it's just called Woodstock '99. Okay, it, well, because so I said I think I think it's, it's part, part of, of a series. series. Yeah, and so there's another there's like the name of the series by this certain documentarian. And I'm not going to find it in that app, uh, but so well, like you said, it's on HBO Max, so we can find yeah, it pretty easily. It's it's in like the new the you know just released kinds of things. Um, but oh, Woodstock '99: Peace, Love, and Rage. Oh yeah, that's an appropriate title. Yeah. Um. So I fully took one for the team. And I watched, which I didn't ask you to do, by myself, um, the show Sexy Beasts, which is on Netflix. <laughs> it is a reality dating show where you're not meant to judge each other by your looks, and so therefore the well, face looks dating contestants. Correct, the dating contestants are in pretty intense special effects makeup like full yeah like full on like makeup. one girl looks like a panda yeah they're they're all dressed and one up girl like looks animals. like a demon one's a, like there's a scarecrow guy 
So I managed it's to... It's like a musical, that kind of, that style it, of makeup. It is kind of like a musical. Yeah, it's very like, um, like it's, it's good makeup. Like, obviously, whoever's mm-hmm. doing it is doing an amazing job at it. Um, but then, like, so a few observations, right? So, like, one, sometimes... they make someone over into their makeup to be ugly so like there's a girl that gets dressed as a witch there's one that gets dressed as a Mm. troll and like the spoiler alert pretty much everyone is good looking Mm. there's not a bad looking person on the show um but you don't get to see what they look like until they do or don't get chosen for a date Uh, um but like quick a door number what was behind door number three? Exactly. Um, like dating like celebrity game. dating game, mm-hmm. um, which we did not get to watch this week because I was at that bonfire. Oh, yeah. um, so sexy beasts, right? So at the end of the show, the whole point is to not judge someone based on their looks. At the end of the show, they get to meet face to face and everyone is still shallow. Don't worry. They're oh, all yeah. young. It's filmed in England, so like they fly people from the states to England to but be on it. Yeah, I was gonna say most of them are American. Yeah, most of them are American. It's I like caught, it's like a mix. I caught a glimpse of it. Okay, so I like I, I kind of know what he you're talking noped about. out. He was like, <laughs> "Oh, you're watching this? Cool. I'm gonna go. I have oh, I have work to do. <laughs> I have a work thing. Like I just made up right now. Thing. No, I." I got enough of what I needed to get from that. Yeah. I mean, nobody <laughs> ever said it was good. Like I said, I you took one for the team it. and yeah. I watched it. Um, the concept. Here's my note on it. Right. I watched the whole season. The concept is cool. Their follow through was not. So like everyone's still shallow. Mm-hmm. Still judging people on their looks. Because at the end of it, you know. They do get to see each other without the makeup on. You can't yeah. wear makeup while you're dating, like or the panda bear or whatever. That's how. That's just how a lot of people are. Period in dating, like whether yeah. it's on a show, whether it's on an app. I mean, we we might have mentioned this before, but I mean, I would I would see things all the, all the time. You know, like the code the code word. You know, what, what am I looking for? Someone who is fit or you know someone who's active or takes care of themselves mm-hmm. you know that means that means no no, fat no fatties yeah um yeah so i don't know that that that's that different than than the real world no and um and likewise like you said it's just their faces that they're really covering up but sometimes they would the makeup would cover their skin tone as well. So mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to tell that someone was um, Asian or black right. or Latinx um, because the makeup would cover their skin fully. Which is an interesting experiment and I don't know, maybe personal experiment into your... <laughs> there are better ways to test this, but maybe a way to test your implicit bias because... Mm-hmm. There, there are different dialects, maybe, or mm-hmm. things from some of from some of the participants, and they may be associated with a a certain ethnic group, and so I think that you will learn at least from yourself that you may have hearing someone's voice, and and if someone talks a certain way you may have a mental image of what that person looks like and the color of that person's skin. And, and so it's a good check on you. I found that that show was very good at um, not giving that away. Mm-hmm. That's something that upon watching, I was like, oh, I have no idea what this person's skin tone would be mm-hmm. um, based upon the dolphin makeup or whatever they have on. right there was a dolphin she was she was adorable um well and she's from here from san diego actually the dolphin the, oh really there are quite a lot of uh san, san diego Diegans. folks on dating shows yeah yeah because the, the bachelor like half of them are from yeah that's oh i'm sorry 
some of them were from San Diego. One was from Pacific Beach. One was from La Jolla. Jolla. You're right. It's all it's all San Diego yeah. folks. Folks yeah. at home. Spoiler alert again. Unless they all have San their Diego. own like city department or trash pickup. <gasps> it's trash night. I just remember that. <laughs> um yeah, so pretty excited that Andy finally decided to start the Hunger Games. Yeah, you for the first time. You kind of made me feel deficient uh, for <sighs> admitting that I never watched that. Well, that makes me feel bad. Like I was meanie. Well, no, I mean I read the books and I watched the films. <laughs> I feel like they're they're relevant to today. Yeah, because um, yeah, it's of... about burning down the fucking system, yeah. which is what I'm about. But um, but yeah, so we've watched two out of the four. Mm-hmm. We're probably ready to get to the third today yeah, that's a or two, tomorrow. Two-parter. Yeah, they're all like three hours long. So shout out to our friend Dan, who secretly likes those movies and um, <laughs> would... <laughs> Like yeah, so when the when the final one came out, he's like, "Will you go see it with me? Because I don't want to tell anyone, but I want to see it." Never be ashamed of any movie. What you like, what you like, and I know normalize like in whatever kind of movie that you want. Although I will admit that it was so when when I was teaching, um, and then well. Actually, at, in the classroom and then out of the classroom because we started going during the summer to like a four-day work week. So we'd have Fridays off. So during the summer, Fridays was always the, the blockbuster premiere, you know, opening day for movies. Mm-hmm. So I would get up and go at 8 o'clock or 8 or whatever the very first showing was. In of the whatever. Yeah, because whatever blockbuster movie was opening, no one goes to that. Right, except Star Wars. Right, um, get in line. Those nerds, but you know what? I have been to a midnight showing or <laughs> oh, two no, in my I time. Have, I have to with I my have, Leia, my Leia buns. I have stood in that line of shame when they re-released the original trilogy. Oh yeah, in yeah, theaters, yeah. yeah, you know I was there. Yeah, but um, at every single one. Yeah, no, so I saw a lot of those movies, but a, a couple of them were, were like Pixar movies mm-hmm. or Disney movie or whatever. Um, and it is, I guess I realize it's a little weird for like a middle-aged man to be there by himself. Like this one was just chill. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't like I was wearing my summer trench coat or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, I was just there enjoying the movie. But I realized I'm like, oh, there's a lot of like kids, kids. and and with their parents, usually their I their saw mothers. This is an interesting story. I don't know if it's interesting to anyone else, but it was interesting to me. I went and saw Brave. Oh, by yeah. myself in a theater, which is um, a Disney film about a young woman and her pretty much relationship with her mother um and i did not know what it was about when i went and i saw it right after my mom passed away alone bawling in a theater like the lady with her kid in front of me was like are you okay sweetheart like gave me gave me some tissues like i was like i'm sorry my mom just died i didn't know but yeah that was it was brutal. <laughs> oh no! Well, I don't know. I just thought it was about no, like no, an no. empowered young woman. I know no, who likes to shoot arrows. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea what I was getting into. And but it, that's how they get you. That's kind of like me up. <laughs> it's like you know, you, you know, like how you sort of expect and know that with every M Night Shyamalan movie, there's going to be the twist. There's a twist. With every Pixar movie, Disney movie, there's going to be an uncontrollable bawling. Mm-hmm. Um, section you know one yeah, that just gets what you is, that hits what's you. Disney's things about moms why why does Disney hate moms I don't know or parents in general it's like like no character <laughs> no. very few characters have like both their parents and like a yeah. like a normal or like 
nuclear family type marriage where like everyone's still together or whatever. Well, but that you know, I I don't know. There's I mean, a few. That that's the reality for a lot of of a lot of families, and I mean, that's mm. sort of you know one thing I will commend you know the screenwriters and the storytellers mm. is that 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 is representative of what a lot of families go through and of course. in contrast to you know the the old family sitcoms and where like you said the intact nuclear family and it's just you know what whole... speaking of um parents still together in cartoony films didn't we watch the mitchells versus the machines yes we did is that what it's called mitchells the mitchells versus machine yes yeah that was something like that delightful yeah that was i laughed was i enjoyable. cried it was it was great um yeah and some some perspectives and mm-hmm. people that uh don't really get um represented in animated films and family films so i i appreciated that yeah definitely i love the i mean the dog videos um because <laughs> their dog, dog their dog was hilarious yeah <laughs> the dog is great um we also caught the season finale of kevin, kevin yeah kevin can fuck himself kevin yes what did uh I mean, we can't say no much of anything I mean, about. If you're content. gonna watch it, watch it. If you're not, um, you should. But fabulous, and I'm just gonna say, you know, it's it's one of those shows. Tour de force acting. That season finale is gonna g- give you a what the fuck moment. Yeah. And at the end, and then, all right, we'll see you in a year or two, if we get renewed. Right. Yeah, the resolution was not necessarily there. Yeah, but yeah, I just, I would, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I never once thought of uh, Alexis Rose during the whole time watching that show. Oh, I didn't either. Never, not even a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Annie Murphy is very talented. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't, you know, that it was, uh, it wasn't, was it this Emmys or last Emmys where they won all the awards? It was the last one. Yeah. It was 2020, I believe. Um, and not, you know, not to take anything away from, um, from Dan Levy and Eugene Levy, but I think they were more playing characters similar to their own Mm -hmm. actual personalities than, um, Catherine O'Hara and, and Annie Murphy. I don't uh, know about Catherine O'Hara. I feel like <laughs> she is kind of Moira. But no, um, so Annie Murphy and also um, uh, Stevie. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn it. I know her name every time, but not right now because I need it. <laughs> um, yeah, so Stevie Bud from Schitt's Creek. She just got a new show, too. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be a period piece. So she gets to dress all Victorian. Oh, yeah. Annie yeah. Murphy's got something else coming out, too. That's awesome. I love that. I don't know if it's a show or a film or something, but she's... Yeah. So speaking of Kevin can fuck himself, the other woman on oh. the show who plays like her neighbor mm-hmm. and eventually friend, like she gives an incredible performance as mm-hmm. well. I'm like really impressed by her. As an actor, yeah. she's great in the sitcom parts and she's great in the dramatic parts. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's a, this the way the show does that. It's so, um, it's just so well, I mean, they just pull it off so well. Mm-hmm. And, and, no. <laughs> Shockingly, Annie, Annie Murphy's like the only one who's like not really believable in the sitcom parts, but I think that's like by design. Yeah. Because she, she's not supposed to be. Right, that's in the sitcom. That's not her world. Right, and it's you Kevin's know, world, and yeah. Neil's world. Uh, but well, yeah. So eight episodes. Watch it. Do that. Um, there's going to be new, 
new Ted Lassos every week, so that's always and the White Lotus and White Lotus. Yeah, we are watching that currently. That one, I'm not like fully invested in it, but no, I think I'm it's still about, interested to see how it ends. I think the um, the it's about to kick up a notch in terms of like the the drama between the characters. I'm sure. I think, but I don't know. Um. Well, I guess yeah. That that about does it. That about covers it. The only other note I have that we didn't get to is that um, I saw got notification on the Weather Channel app. So this is a helpful tip. We always try to leave you all with some tips uh, and tricks and what have you. Um, hacks. Some of you are still enjoying your summer and and having your um, you know pool days and and drink days. But there's something to look out for called margarita burn where uh you know margarita is a pretty popular drink but um outdoors and in hot temperatures it can cause a condition called i think it's called phytophotodermatitis <coughs> which is essentially burning from the lime juice mm-hmm. and there's some pretty gnarly pictures about uh, mm-hmm. about that so uh if you're a friend of ours had that. Do you remember? Had to wear gloves when they were oh, bartending. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, be careful with that, uh, with the margaritas. Yeah. You're uh, probably... Make sure you're squeezing limes with your uh, citrus juicer mm-hmm. and not with your hands. Or Imagine... wear gloves. I always wear gloves when I'm cutting fruit at work. You're probably okay that. if you use like those pre-mixed... I don't think those are as damaging, but still, I mean, it's got yeah. lime juice. It's got citric acid, so. Right. Yeah. Just be careful yep. of that. Watch out for margarita burn. Right. <laughs> I wonder and, if that was the original title. Or there, that should be a, a like a, a public service re-recording <laughs> of Margaritaville. <laughs> margarita burn. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. You don't want to. Right. Break rights here and get sued by by James the James estate of Buffet. James Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> that was not planned. We've never said that before. <laughs> On that note, um, homebound happy hour. We'll leave you with three B's as always. Be safe. Be smart. And be sanitary. Be sanitary. Thank you for listening to Homebound Happy Hour. Stream or download episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, give our Facebook page a like at Homebound Happy Hour and follow on Instagram at Homebound Happy Hour Podcast.